Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's just Matt here doing an edit to the podcast. Um, basically, this is going out on the Monday, the 25th of September, and Antenna's new record isn't actually out until Friday. This is a great conversation. I recorded this conversation in the middle of July this year, so um, that is why I was unsure of when this podcast was going to drop. But um, yeah, it's still a fantastic conversation and the album's out Friday, so make sure you check it out. Um, Until then, enjoy the podcast. We'll see you very soon. Peace and love. Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Polly podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host. And we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you all doing? How are you all living? I hope you're all doing well wherever you're listening to this podcast. We appreciate you for checking out the show. I am recording this intro. This podcast was recorded in the middle of July. Well, it's actually late July uh, going into August. But you will not be hearing this episode until the end of September. So really and truthfully... I can't really plug anything. I can't really say how amazing the podcast has been and how many fantastic guests we have had, but I can only assume that we have had those things. So, yeah, thanks, basically, for listening to this episode. My guest this week is Van Bjorn of the band Antenna. I've completely and utterly butchered the uh, the guitarist's name, and I do apologize, my friend, if you are listening. Um, this was a fantastic conversation with Antenna. They have a brand new record out called Subway Anthem. You need to check it out. If you are a fan of kind of modern uh, sort of post, um, I'm trying to think what the word I'm looking for here. It's kind of like a post um, bad omens kind of vibe going for it. It's kind of like really cool metally, um, but kind of like it's kind of a bit subdued. But it's really fucking good. It's really, really fucking good. Um, They've released a number of songs in support of the record. And um, we talk about that. And we also talk about the fact that this album is produced and like uh, sorted out basically by the same gentleman who done Bring Me the Horizon, There is a Hell. And as you well know, if you're a fan of this podcast, you'll know how much I enjoy that record and that band. We talk about that. And um, it's just a great little fun little podcast. This is only about half an hour, as I say. But um, it, it's it's not as long as our normal podcasts. But uh, yeah, it's just really good fun, this one. And I want to do a massive shout out to Antenna for taking the time uh, to uh, sit down with us, basically. If you would like to help financially support the show, you can over at patreon.com forward slash nevermindpolypodcast. I'm assuming we still have a Patreon. If we don't have a Patreon, then ignore that last statement. But what you can do is you can give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform subscribe to us on youtube and that's the other thing as well most of the episodes are on youtube but this particular one i literally just forgot to press the button on zoom to record the uh record the visual and the audio so unfortunately this episode is only audio based but uh probably that's for the best if you don't want to look at my ugly mug but anyway i'm gonna let you listen to my conversations with the tenor on the nevermind poly podcast We'll see you very soon. Peace and love always. See you later. Bye. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Nevermind Polly podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. 
And it is my absolute pleasure to bring you this conversation with the fantastic guitarist, Ven Bourne, of the band Atena. Tell me I've got it right, mate. Have I got it correct? Almost. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. Almost. How... <laughs> but I think it works. Like, uh, it's hard for me to, like, Ow. or for people to, like, pronounce yet my uh, name. So, fair, fair. We'll do it, Vevorn. Uh, Vevorn. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah. how how's, how are you doing? How's things? How's your day? I'm doing good. I'm at home. Been having a vacation for, like, two weeks. Mm. I have one week left, and then I'm back to work. Amazing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, so we're actually eating into your holiday time right now. So firstly, I apologize for that. Doing doing work whilst at holiday is one of my pet peeves. So <laughs> that's no problem. This is not work for me. So oh. I think it's fun to there we go. do it. There we go. Yeah. Just to give everybody uh, listening and watching at home a little bit of context to this conversation, we're recording this at the end of July. This will be coming out uh, either just before or just after the record drops. So it's going to be a little bit of a, a time difference in terms of recording versus it coming out uh, to obviously maximize effect and things. But um, well, my first real question is, how are you feeling ahead of the record's release? Because I've heard it. It's fucking great. Just throwing that out there. I think it's a great record. Thank you. Um, how are you feeling about it? How What's the kind of mood in camp like at the moment? Um... For us, this is like our first uh, proper album campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's the like the biggest uh, album we've done, like on a budget and marketing-wise. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm feeling pretty good because mm. things are starting to line up for us, actually, and. Like there's more people than ever that's interested in listening to the music. And we're like getting messages on the daily, which I think is really cool because that's what I like the most about like writing music is just checking the comments, seeing if people like it. Mm, absolutely. So I'm generally really happy about it. Good. Awesome stuff. I was going to say, as the, as we have this conversation, um, a poison fire sorry poison fire poison pure even get the right word for right <laughs> yeah. order, um is out now obviously what's the reaction been like to the single because like i say i've got the full context of the full record and it makes perfect yeah. sense it's like it's a it's a small jigsaw piece of a bigger puzzle uh which is which yeah. is this record but obviously a snippet of it the people have heard as as this goes out and listen to people uh as this podcast goes out fucking hell my words are not getting the right order <laughs> no worries a- anyway <laughs> How are you feeling? How's the reaction been to the single? Basically, was what I'm trying to say. <laughs> mm, it's like it's the fourth single, mm-hmm. so uh, it's uh, compared to like the other singles. It's like usually the first one that's the biggest, for sure. But I I haven't re- like read any bad stuff, so that's that's good. that makes me happy. Yeah. Like, the people who listen to us, they're like really kind. Yeah. And uh, it's very rarely that I see someone say that they don't like it. Mm. So for me, I'm really happy about it. Awesome stuff. I, if, yeah. I, if I've got my notes and things correct, and please correct me if I've got them wrong, this is your fifth studio release. Have I got that right? It's number four. Number four. Okay, number four. Yeah. So I'm sorry I got that incorrect. In yeah. any case, um, how did you go about creating this record in comparison to, say, the last one? Yeah, the 
I've always been like recording um, music at home because mm-hmm. uh, so expensive to go to the studio. But this yeah, was like the first time we actually went to a studio and recorded everything there. Yeah. So for me, it was like a really cool experience because I always like since I was a kid wanted to like record in a proper studio. Yeah, of course. So I feel like uh, uh, um, more like ownership because obviously you work really hard for like a short period of time instead of like recording maybe two times a week when you feel like it. So yeah, yeah, for me, it was like a really cool experience and I wouldn't trade it for anything really like that memory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing as well. Um, everyone has got the ability, or I say everybody, the majority of musicians nowadays have got the ability, like you say, to write at home. And I think there's there potentially might be a kind of a dying art in terms of going to a studio. And that's the thing, like, because it's, so this is a strange analogy, but bear with me, right? So if you go to the gym, right, for example, you know that you're going to the gym to exercise. That is the reason why you're there, Right. Whereas if yeah. I said to myself, okay, I've got two hours, I'm going to go for a run. The likelihood is I might not go for that run because there's other distractions around me. Where I guess, do you find that is a similar thing? So like if you're in like, they say the studio, you're like, cool, I'm super headspace focused on this thing. Whereas if you're at home, you've got external distractions, maybe your phone pings or like your friends say like, do you want to go for a pizza or whatever it may be? Like those little things you go, okay, I'll, I'll leave that till later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I think uh, yeah, you're saying something there. Like uh, um, when it comes to like writing, I really like uh, doing it when I feel like it. Mm. Uh, but like the, it's the recording process which I think is the hardest mm-hmm. because it's so like demanding if you want it to be great. Yeah, of course. So that was like the cool thing about actually just being there for we we only had like two weeks so it was we were doing only that like every day until we went to sleep so yeah that felt really good to like just get it done with instead of like having it hang over your head and just have it by your desk in your (laughs) uh, where you sleep all Uh, the time and that's the thing as well i guess you can kind of like you can potentially overcomplicate it because that's the thing. If you're sat at home and you're and you're making it or with, or with friends and other bandmates and things, you can tinker with it and change it so much so that yeah, you almost don't have anything left. You know, if, if yeah. you've got if you've recorded, I don't know, let's take a, a video, right? You record an hour long video for YouTube, and you cut it up and you cut it up and you cut it up and you cut it up. You're eventually going to have like a five minute thing, and you've lost quite a lot of good stuff because yeah, you're you can uh, you can be quite self critical, you know. Yeah, that's what we tried uh, on this record. Um, um, we when we everybody felt like happy and stoked, mm-hmm. we just quit. We didn't do anything else. Like that was it. Like even if we got any new ideas, we just nope. Yeah. So that's. Sure. I think that was good because I like to believe that um, if somebody else hear it, they might feel the same way we did when we first made it. Instead of like overthinking, yeah, and making it uh, too complicated because we we don't like usually make like um, 
complicated riffs or yeah um complicated pa- patterns and rhythms because like i don't think people pay that much attention to it really mm-hmm. yeah and it's all for me it's all about like the melodies and the vibe yeah and i like to like write really fast and just be done yeah and I- if i overthink it it just gets messy yeah absolutely yeah I think that's the thing as well, because obviously with this record, you've worked with with a producer and things like that. And do you find it difficult to almost let go a little bit and let someone else look at it objectively and go, okay, I want to change this bit. I want to tinker with this bit. Do you find that difficult or or is that kind of a kind of natural thing? That's why I don't uh, write uh, too slow. Mm-hmm. Because then you get so attached to it. So I yeah. just like to make it really quick. And like the guys who were pr- producing it, we have it was two good friends of mine. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, since I made it so fast, I didn't like feel any ownership to it. Mm-hmm. So the, like whatever they did was like, oh, cool. It's like it wasn't like me making something. It was just looking for something. Really, yeah. it felt like doing it that way. And I think. Uh, people can hear it and i i think that's true what i like my uh, hypothesis was because i haven't seen that many people before be that much into our music than now really that's that's the thing it 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 doesn't have to be massively complicated to be really like hook driven and good because that's the thing. Yeah. It, I think I think the record is about 40 minutes, 35, 40 minutes, something like that. Yeah, it, something like that. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, you put it on and it's like, all right, cool, we're in. There's a groove, we're in, yeah. we're, everybody's having a good time. And by the end of it, it's kind of like, cool, that was sick. Like, And you don't even realize that 30, 35 minutes has passed because it just kind of, it goes by in a breeze. And I think the key thing that stuck up for me was fun. Just the word fun. It was just a joyous kind of fun experience to listen to. Um, so did you find that in terms of the recording and the, and the writing process of that? Yeah, I had like a lot of fun on this compared mm. to like other songs like uh, um, our older material. Mm-hmm. And that, was, that wasn't so fun to write because it was so like tiring and we wanted it to be like really depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're just like talking about like what's the most what was the most saddest thing to say was the most like what hits your buttons mm-hmm. and you get kind of like drained because you have to you overthink it and you're uh, you're scared of it becoming like uh, um, what's it, what's a site called Catatonic You yeah if you yeah, heard yeah. about that yeah yeah like That's finding that balance that was like the hard part. And, but for this album, we just wanted more like fun, simple, groovy attitude because we've been doing that for like three albums. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the that's the thing. There is a definite significant shift in terms of I don't want to say quality because it's maybe the wrong word, but there is definitely a tonal shift from the previous work to this one. And I think that it comes from every point of view. So there's a higher, there's a better production on it. There's, there's, it sounds more tight. It sounds more like a cohesive record. And I think that's testament to you guys as a band, kind of growing up, but also just the fact that it just, it just sounds better. Do you know what I mean? Like you could have called this the self-titled antenna record, and that would have been like, it's almost like a statement. Go, yep, this is who we are. This is what we do. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I- I think um, 
we more feel more like a a band mm. than people writing music on a computer now. Yeah. So that sure. felt good to finally like get out of that uh, home recording uh, artist. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that because yeah. I'm still gonna do it, and yeah. I'm I'm probably gonna do it for the next record because yeah. it's so expensive to like write. I record in a studio, mm-hmm. like extremely expensive. So I think that, that might be like the first and last, just because of the experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's the thing as well. I think there is there is definitely like there is. So we spoke about uh, before about finding the happy medium, the happy balance between things, because yeah. that's the thing: writing and being creative and doing any kind of creative venture is so fucking cool. Like, if you're a creative person, I'm a creative person, I have a podcast, I've done YouTube before that, like, I love creating stuff, it's just what I'm, like, kind of, it comes out of me, you know, and and much like yourself, but also, there is a level of, like, real life that comes with that, like you say, financially, whether that's, like, um, you know, for the fact that, um, with this podcast, for example, like, I'll do, like, I don't know, probably 40 hours, 50 hours at work, like, an actual day job, and then put like another 40 hours into doing this, you know? And that means I sacrifice yeah. relationships and friendships and things like that to make this thing work. So it's kind of finding that happy balance. Do you ever kind of get burnt out? Do you ever feel like just going, oh, what is the fucking point? And I know that seems like a a, a kind of yeah. a depressing question, but it's a, it's a real question because people do feel like, because the music industry is such a fucking hard thing to break into how do you find it? How do you combat those sort of feelings of going, oh, well, let's just fuck this off then. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well, I, I have never um, uh, thought of it as something to live off. Mm-hmm. For sure. I've only been like thinking, I want to do this more. Yeah, well, that's fair. But I mean, so, that's testament to you, uh, you know? Yeah, because it's always been like, I want to do this more because I don't do it enough, I feel. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like my goal is just to do it so much that I'm sick of it. I want to do something else really. Yeah. And absolutely. I haven't gotten sick of it. Like I have a day job. I don't like, we don't tour mm-hmm. that much. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't feel like any, um, what do you call it? A resentment to what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, for sure. Like it, I'm just in a, like a flow state and I really enjoy it. Well, and, that, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And that that's the thing. Like, I, I, I kind of wanted to get the positivity out of that because, you know, I, I, I would totally understand if you swung around and went, no, 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 I feel like that. Because it, it makes perfect sense. Because like you say, yeah. there's a lot of things stacked against uh, people in, in bands and things like that, whether that's merch cuts, whether that's, you know, just the extortionate amount of money it takes to be a, a band these days. It's, yeah. you know, it's crazy. But um, like I, I hear, like if I listen to podcasts of bigger bands, I can understand that because they do it so much that they can't have like a day job. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I'm I I have a day job, so I don't think about it. Yeah. Like for sure. I, I, as I have money, and like the label is very really nice to us and helps yeah. us out helps us out like financially. Yeah, that's cool. So maybe if the day ever comes that. I can't have a day job. Maybe I would be like, "Yeah, I hate this." <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. 
for sure, for sure. I yeah. wanted to I wanted to dial things back right to the very beginning, if we can, and talk about kind yeah. of your early beginnings because I think uh, I think it's really interesting to find out where people have come from because although um, a lot of people in uh, you know and I use this quote right, not everyone's first band was Cannibal Corpse. I mean, there is someone out there whose first band they ever discovered was Cannibal Corpse, but it just doesn't happen. And people like to think that they're like this super fucking metal thing, right? But what was kind of like growing up for you? What was your kind of musical, like, are you in a musical household? Was music around? How did you get into into playing rock and metal and things? Um, uh, Like, I haven't been growing up in like a musical family, uh-huh. uh, but I remember... Uh, my older brother was getting like, uh, uh, what was it called? He was in the army, so they, he was going to finish like an army school or something. And yeah. uh, all the family members were coming to that base yeah. to like celebrate. And then we had like this room where me and my parents slept and there was this TV. Mm-hmm. And on this TV, I well, while they were sleeping, I was watching it and it was like... Uh, live footage of kiss oh, amazing nice and i thought that it was like terrifyingly heavy <laughs> i mean they're definitely heavy in some aspects yeah so i yeah. was like okay the, I, I want to know what it sounds like mm. and when i found out i got kind of disappointed yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but uh then there came like another band like on YouTube or like, a, yeah, YouTube in like the early years, like 2005, mm. called Cradle of Filth. Amazing band. Yeah, absolutely amazing band. Yeah, and that kind of like, okay, this makes sense with how they looked. Yeah, yeah, So that's course. how I got into like the image and the, like how cool it looked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. that That's the thing. So Cradle of Filth, uh, they, uh, they started about 15 miles, 20 miles from where I live now, which is... Oh, nice. Is... is also, the same place where Ed Sheeran comes from. Who'd, who'd have thought it? But there we go. There we go. Um, so that's really cool. And that's the thing. Like, I love that Kiss have the aesthetic of being like this fucking really like, I don't know, extreme band. And they sound the way they yeah. do. I fucking love that. Uh, and also, um, Ghost are repping really hard for that as well. And I love Ghost for the record. Yeah. But they've kind of got this kind of like darker aesthetic. And then they're basically writing like pop songs, which is fucking world class <laughs> i love that when did you um when did you kind of know you wanted to play music and get into a band when did you first pick up a guitar and things um i think i i had two friends mm. um that played guitar yeah and i just saw them playing guitar and i wanted to do it really that's that's fair. So it's that's like fair. that's that's simple as that. For sure, for sure. <laughs> I, there's not, not uh, there's not like any cool story from it. I just remember watching them play guitar. And I was like, I want to play guitar. So I got like that uh, guitar from my older brother, which I lent. And the the funny thing is that I didn't know how to play it. Mm. And when he was uh, in the army, he had to. Uh, I couldn't tune the guitar, mm-hmm. but I couldn't hear it. So yeah. I was like playing on a untuned guitar for like three or four months and then when i got home he had to tune it up i had to leave yeah i played until it got out of tune in like an hour or two yeah yeah, and i got home to it again so that that. was me for like a year oh bless you i love that that's really cool yeah 
Uh, a shout out to older brothers just being wicked. I love that. Yeah. Have you ever met or worked with any of your musical heroes? And if you haven't, who would you like to meet or slash work with? Um, I don't, I haven't. Like I, I've, uh, Henrik Ud has mixed the album. Henry, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, I was just so, thinking where I know that name from, but then I remember yeah, he makes the album yeah. on the notes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like he, he's he makes like all many of my favorite records. Like there is a help from Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, um, amazing! Nice. Yeah, and Dayseeker mm-hmm. and all those kind of bands. I haven't met him, but like that felt pretty cool to like have his yeah. name on it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's 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 pretty that's pretty cool to be fair and um both yeah. both, both um there is a hell and the new Atena record slap so there we go. Thank you. <laughs> so as people uh, will hear this podcast and, and watch this podcast back and things, you will have played uh, some EU some EU European dates and things, uh, and I'm sure as this podcast is announced, there'll be more dates and and whatnot in the future. But I want to kind of to ask, how do you get in the headspace of performing live? What, what's going through your head, sort of physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever it may be, sort of half an hour to an hour before you hit the stage? Mm. There's, I, like, there's not a lot of thing. I don't think about it, really. Fair, like, that's fair. Because, because it's, it, it's on autopilot mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, like I, I really like sitting on the internet. No, that's so fine. like for me, yeah, yeah. So, so like for me, like the, it's not the playing. I don't remember as a lot of the playing mm. or the performing. It's more like uh, I want to watch it afterwards on the internet. That's fair. That's <laughs> because fair. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's fun. Like to see if people have reposted it and see how it looked and say, okay, can I do this better next time? Yeah, that's fair. So that's. That's kind of the thing I'm most, and I'm mostly nervous about like stuff going wrong, like mm-hmm. uh, with the technical stuff, mm-hmm. because um, that's kind of what was the only thing that that's the only thing that can go wrong. Yeah, in my mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's really awkward to just like if the computer goes and then we're fucked. We can't play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that's the thing have you where if you have uh any kind of stories of any weird or strange places you've played so i had um the band saint agnes on uh, a couple of weeks back uh, it'd be a long time since people hear this but basically they said to me they played a tiny little like basically a village in like italy that there's some like locals have put on and like the stage was like just made of like uh crates and shit like and i love that so I, just, I thought i'd bring that question to you have you had any kind of weird experiences playing Things like that. Mm, I, I, I played. Um, we played in like a small village too, mm-hmm. and then we had this guy on amphetamine uh, jumping up on the wow. stage, <laughs> that, and he was stomp. really big and scary, and he was stomping everywhere. And yeah, yeah, I, I was just scared <laughs> to be honest. How the, and, how, the fu- uh, how the fuck do you deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean like, i don't remember i just <laughs> shied away and yeah. like we uh in our early years we we toured with a black metal band actually okay cool um 
uh, that wasn't uh, something the crowd li- liked. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I remember we got a lot of stuff thrown at us, oh, um, no, bad comments and like booing. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the weirdest because I haven't experienced anything like that since. But that that's the thing. So one of, one of two things, I mean, this is talking from my personal, how I would deal with that. Two things would happen. You'd either, at least for me, I'd be like, okay, fuck, fuck me, fuck you guys. And then you play, like you just turn everything up to 11 and you just absolutely just blast the heads off. Or more likely for me personally, I would just run and hide behind an amp and be like, oh, everyone hates me. <laughs> yeah. I- you're kind of lucked. You you don't have any choice, so you you just play. Yeah, yeah, That's, for sure. Like, <laughs> there's not much not, not much else to do. So, uh, and so I, I actually yeah. I've, I've got a funny uh, little anecdote with to do with that. So, um, Bring Me the Horizon, play, who we mentioned earlier, played with Machine Head um, in they done like a European and UK tour, and they played. It was the first time they played Wembley. Uh, Machine Head did, and obviously. Machine Head fans and Breathe Horizon fans don't generally converse and mix. Yeah, I, don't, I, can I, don't, see that. <laughs> I don't think there's much of a crossover between those two audiences. Anyway, yeah. they, they were getting quite a lot of uh, stick, shall we say. And basically, Ollie just swung around and was like, we're playing with your favorite band, deal with it. And I just thought that was like such a class moment of just like, well, it's like, cool, we're literally getting paid to like be with your favorite band and you're getting pissed at us. Like, Ah, fuck it doesn't matter like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that that's true absolutely um so i wanted to kind of ask uh, a couple of uh questions to you which i've sort of thought about and i thought it was quite a cool idea if you look back at when you first started in this band do you have yeah. any advice that you'd give your younger self knowing what you know now um uh, would Don't, don't do it cheap. Fair. Like, fair. Like, don't go for the cheapest option. That's fair. That 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 is yeah, that is I good. That's that yeah. good advice for life. That is. Uh, yeah. If you buy. I think someone said, if you buy cheap, you buy twice. Is generally yeah. the rule of thumb. Like, <laughs> so that makes perfect sense. I love that. Yeah. So, so that's the advice I would give. <laughs> absolutely. I love that. Um, so I've got a question which I've asked every guest like yourself in, in 2023, yeah. right? And if you buy into the question, the, th- the whole thing's better, right? And basically what it is, is when I am a rich, huge, famous podcaster, right? When I get that lovely Spotify money that they keep promising they're going to send me, I'm going to make my own dream festival, Right. And you guys yeah. are invited, along with all the other bands. It's going to be a fucking huge, like, week-long festival. Loads of bands. Um, and what I would like to know is what you would like to add to the dream rider of this festival, right? Now, there's a couple of little things you need to know which are quite important. Firstly, okay. there is no financial limitations. You can have okay. whatever you want. Secondly, there is, like, no limits to what you could have. So don't think like because the thing is if you think about it like okay so we're in a field can I can I realistically have a helicopter yes if you want a helicopter you can have a helicopter you can have whatever you want okay so the sky is the limit literally so I'll give you a couple of examples right so I I spoke to Andy from therapy 
And he said, I just want clean socks, clean underwear. And I'm like, done. I can do that. I've had people say they want like specific bottles of like red wine from like a specific region in Italy. And I'm like, that's really niche. I can do that. I've had people say they want full scale like fucking roller coasters. What would you like to add? Mm, think mm, oh it's hard <laughs> I See, would think like a pack of cigarettes and, that's, uh, that's Nor- fair <laughs> Norwegian like uh, there's this energy drink called Burn okay for sure which I really enjoy but whenever I go outside of Norway they don't, they don't have it or they have it, but it does. It tastes like Red Bull. So, so Norwegian beer. So we're gonna get <laughs> some, we're gonna get some uh, Norwegian um, energy drink. So my question yeah. is, are we just having a case or many cases just for you, or are we supplying everybody? Like cause a we'll, case, just for you. I think I'm the only one who drinks it. So okay, that's fair. Case for me, yeah. Because if if not, I was going to say we've got sponsorship deals. We can just give them the sponsorship. They can just sponsor the entire fucking festival, and nice. then ev- everyone nice. can just drink it. Then so that that works. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, so I've got a couple of final questions and a couple of final points before we uh, wrap yeah. things up. Um, and the first of which is obviously the record is out on the 29th of September. Um, that being said where can people find all the different things is it all on social media like obviously i know you can't talk ahead of time because we don't know at this point but i'm assuming there'll be tour dates and things is facebook instagram the best place to keep in touch and keep up to date and things yes that's mm-hmm. the best place like instagram i love a job like i think you can find us everywhere really for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I saw some comment that we're we're not on pandora okay so maybe not there but fair I mean, I, I, I everywhere else. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, if you open Pandora's box, you're in for trouble anyway. So there yeah, we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and the one final question, which as I've asked every single artist who's been on this podcast in the last three years, and that is very simple, but it's very personal to you. And that is what is yeah. the best thing about being in a band, in your opinion, slash being a musician. Hmm. If it's like a big stage mm. and you play like a breakdown and the bass drop hits and it shakes in the like the floor, yeah, that's kind of the best thing. I love that. For me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll talk from a fan's perspective. There is, n- I've been going. So I'm 30 as I retire recording this. I've been going yeah. to gigs since I was 14. There is nothing better. Doesn't matter if you're in a tiny sweatbox venue or if you're at the fucking biggest stadium. When those lights go out and the fucking the roar of that crowd, as you know that your yeah. favorite band is about to come on, and especially yeah. if they mush before. Oh the god, yeah. Starts. <laughs> oh yeah, so good, so fucking good. Um, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all about pre-moshing uh, before the gig. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Is there anything I've missed? Is there anything you know to add? Anything you need to talk about before we uh, wrap things up? Mm. Uh, I would just like to say that I don't. I'm not that good at speaking English, so uh, I wish I could speak it better, so I could 
speak more. <laughs> it, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. I I I am English, and it's my it's my former yeah. tongue, and I still can't speak it. So you get a you get a, a, a free pass. You're all good. Uh, this thank has you. Been, this has been wicked fun. Um, thank you, mate. I, I really appreciate. Thank it. you very and, much. And good luck with the record release. Um, I'm going to continue to spin it while I've got it, and then uh, yeah, and hopefully if you make it up to the UK and things, we'll uh, hang out a show. And I'll buy you. Yeah, that would be great. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, UK, so like I'm about two hours from London, give or take. Okay, nice, so, nice. Yeah, absolutely. So I would, I would say exactly where I'm from, but you're gonna have no yeah. fucking idea where that is. So I'm not gonna bother. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely yeah, stuff. I'll see you there. Awesome stuff. We'll see you very soon, yeah. everybody. Peace out. Yeah. Bye. Good.